Prepare your heart to be moved by God through the preaching and teaching of His Word as delivered at Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. My topic today is wholeness is everything. Wholeness is everything. Wholeness is everything. Wholeness is everything. I want to read these two, um, well, these three verses, one from Mark 5, Mark 5 and 34, and then John verse 8, chapter 8, verse 10 and 11. Um, I want to parallel these two scriptures, and I'm in such a place, and where God has me in such a place, um, that I am intentionally uh, repeating verses intentionally trying to teach you how to win in a crisis I said earlier that it could be very difficult to teach people when they're going through because when you're going through your emotions are already captivated by what you're trying to spend your energy to put a fire out or to deal with and so to get a person focused many times and get their emotions targeted to win can be very difficult it is almost like when you wait too long to feed the baby and the baby hadn't got their bottle soon enough, even though the mother has put that bottle in the warmer and getting that bottle warmed up. The baby don't understand that the bottle is on the stove. And in a few seconds after it warms up and please don't overheat the bottle of milk. Because you overheat the model built, then you got to wait a little bit and the baby don't understand that the blessing is on the way. And although the blessing is right there, the baby is very disturbed, upset, screaming, hollering, very upset, although the blessing is right there in the presence. And so many times it's hard, and once that bottle cooled down, and you put that bottle in the baby's mouth, if that, if that baby's been gone for a little while, the baby, you can have that, bottle, that nipple in that baby's mouth, and that baby won't recognize that help is right in their mouth. That's how it is in a crisis and God has been trying to methodically and strategically use me in the word and the teaching and the sharing to help calm you down so you'll understand victories in your mouth. Hallelujah. And that's what we've been trying to teach and I'm going to parallel these two scriptures and I want to try to bring about the focus of wholeness is everything. Follow me real close today. Mark 5th chapter, let's read this verse, Mark 5th chapter verse 34. And it says, and he said unto her, Jesus said unto her, this is the woman with the issue of blood, daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. All right, John, the eighth chapter, verse 10 and 11, Jesus dealing with the woman caught in adultery. He says, when Jesus uh, had lifted up himself from the ground, saw none but the woman, he said unto her, woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, no man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. These two scriptures help me connect with something that's underlying, underlying, uh, underlying subject here, that wholeness is everything. I believe that God wants to teach us that the ultimate goal of going through your pain, your process, your dilemma, your trial, is not just about the initial fight, but it's about the harvest of wholeness. It's not about just the initial fight, but it's about the harvest of wholeness. I begin to teach you about prophetic destiny on last week in hope to push you into prophetic destiny. My hope is to birth an awareness of who you are and what God is calling you to do. And I want you to understand that this is not about what God called you to do in 20, 2005. Because whatever God has called you to do in 2005, we should have been updated by now. You should have new assignments, new focus, new strategies that come from walking with the Lord. I want you to really understand how to push out and move forward to what's in you in this season. Our first subject of healing to wholeness, from healing to wholeness, is a woman who had a 12-year battle. 
a 12-year battle with an issue of blood. And I want you to understand from her, from her, from her transition from healing to wholeness, I want you to learn that you are more than your issue. She had an issue for 12 years, but recognizing that she was more than what she was dealing with helped her to keep going until she became whole. I got you to get you to understand that, that there is a purpose for you being alive. There is a purpose for you surviving. God has not allowed you to wake up every morning so he can continually torment you with the life of nothingness. There is some sense going to come out of the stupid stuff you've been through. God's going to make sense and give you purpose for living. And because this woman has pressed from healing to wholeness, we can see the benefit of this scripture. Romans 8 and 18 says, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. In other words, through her holding on, through her confessing the word, saying, if I may but touch, if I may but touch, every thought she had, every step she took if I may but touch we can see clearly that the suffering don't outweigh the glory when Jesus gets to the end of this woman and he says this prophetic word which I need you to capture the prophetic word is this he says daughter thy faith has made you whole when she gets to that point Jesus is now prophesying to her he is now affirming her that you are my daughter he's also letting her know faith Faith works. Everybody say faith works. He said thy faith has made you whole. In your transition of moving from your dilemma to your deliverance, God wants you to discover some things that work. He wants her to understand that, that your faith works for you. Your faith has made you whole. He doesn't allow her to, to leave that moment without being built up in the spirit. He doesn't allow her to leave that moment without her being affirmed that she is somebody. And I believe some of you have almost lost your identity in the issues of 12 years or, or the issues of life it could be fatherlessness or abandonment or rejection or something that happened to you a tragedy something that took advantage of you sometimes it seems to mar or it seems to disguise what God really wants you to do but at the end of this transaction Jesus said I want you to know that you are a daughter I love this part because he brings a close sometime when you've been far away Lord help me to slow down when you've been far away like this woman and quarantined but battling for your life you've been isolated and you've been battling for your destiny and people don't understand what you've really been through Jesus uses this moment to embrace her with his words it ain't necessarily that he grabbed her and put his arms around her but his words were affirming his words were confirming he recognized that he needed to talk to not just to her, the rest of her destiny, but he needed to also talk to her emotions. He needed to talk to how she felt about herself. Because sometimes you can lose the feeling that you're worthy and you're good and you're worth something and that you're a prized possession. If you never heard those words, if you never heard somebody tell you you're beautiful and somebody to tell you you're worth fighting for and somebody to tell you you look good come on now if you you don't know what it's like some people been in real jealousy environments where somebody won't even tell them they look good they know they look good from head to toe they know that girl hair bad they know that dress she's wearing fit her well and she's doing her thing they know that man handsome and he looking all dapper but now through jealousy she never heard or through a jealous environment you never heard it this woman needed to be affirmed to walk in wholeness and I believe in this season to bring you into wholeness prophecy has to come forth to help clarify through all the debris clarify who you really are and why go 
God preserved you. Have you ever wondered why? Have you ever wondered why? I don't know about you, but I wasn't always clean and dapper and living holy. I hung around some rugrats. I hung around some folks. And the people I hung around, it wasn't like that. I was always a follower. Sometimes I was right in the foolishness that we were into. So I'm not going to blame it all on them. You know how it is. It was them. No, I was a mess. I was foolish. I was crazy. Come on now. Come on. I've done some things that I'm ashamed of. I've done some things that I knew. Hallelujah. That if it wasn't for the hand of God, where I would be. But somehow, in the midst of all that, God brought me out. In the midst of all that, God preserved me. Have you ever thanked God for preserving you? Some of y'all been taking it for granted. You think you too goody two shoes. You think that you perfect. You dot every I and you cross every T. But if it wasn't for the grace and the mercy, I need praise right there. I need somebody to say it was God kept me in that thing. I took drugs but I didn't OD. Somebody else took drugs one time but they're not here today. But you took it for years and look at you. You got your life, health and strength. Your brain still can make decisions. There are people who got addicted after one sniff of that weed laced with crack cocaine. But look at you. You got a testimony. You ought to exit all that arrogance and give God praise that he preserved you even when what you've been through. This is what I'm trying to say. God will make sense of what you've been through. He makes sense when he call her daughter. He wants you to know you something to me and I don't care if you ain't no, nothing to nobody else. You're my daughter and your faith have made thee whole. He does something that's wonderful with his words. Listen to his words. With his words he prophesies. He tells her he's a daughter. He tells her that she's affirmed and then he prophesies what just happened. He prophesied you are moving into wholeness. I want you to catch that. He said you are not just by to deal with just having your issue resolved because how many know you can now no longer have your issue resolved and still be broke she can have a dried up a dried up issue of blood but still have no finances she can have now her body could be healed but now she could be tormented by something else in her life that's not right I'm telling you there's another dimension besides just being healed and I know some of you say well pastor I'm just struggling with healing I'm trying to push you past healing I'm trying to tell you that wholeness is everything God has for you you thinking it's about one thing and let me tell y'all something sometimes here it is. Here it is. I got scripture. Lord, gonna have to help me deliver this today. I got scripture. See, sometimes we consider ourselves like the Syrophoenician woman. I'm gonna help you. The Syrophoenician woman is a woman who's not a part of the covenant of Israel, and she comes to Jesus and says, "Jesus, my my daughter is grievously vexed with the devil." Jesus says, "Hey, I have not come at this time but to save the house of Israel. I hadn't come for you yet. You are not a part of the Israelites and the children of." the Hebrew children and part of the covenant and so I hadn't come for you and she said but even the dogs eat the crumbs from the master's table this woman says look you may not consider me a part of the covenant right now but if, if I have to get covenant blessings I'll be a dog to get crumbs and then because whatever's in the bread in the loaf is in the crumb and she's able to scratch and survive listen and get get her breakthrough by understanding that she can be a dog getting a crumb from the table our problem is as believers we have put ourselves in the same place of the Syrophoenician woman we are not people outside of covenant when Christ saved you help me to deliver this he has brought you into a covenant where he'll provide all things I hear the scripture that says I will supply all your needs I hear the Holy Ghost according to my riches come on now I'm not broke I'm not in no deficit I don't got no lack I got riches in glory through Christ Jesus and so when Christ saved us he brought us into a covenant of blessing and a covenant of wealth and so let me make it clear you and I are not to behave at 
like the Syrophoenician woman. That's a great story, but we are not to behave like that. You need to declare, I don't want no crumbs. I want the loaf. I don't want no crumbs. I know I can make it there, but crumb life will get you tired. Lord, help me. Crumb life, trying to get a loaf from a crumb, by the time you get full, you bought dead and gone. By the time you get full, you done exhausted all your energy, but the covenant that God wants to bring us into is a whole covenant that will have everything that God wants for us. I hope you're feeling me today. God want to move you just from asking for your healness, and I dare you to start asking for everything. See, the devil has tried to square off your victory and say you only can have so much victory, and some of y'all have been small so long that you have settled for eating crumbs, but ain't nothing wrong with me. The Bible told me what I can have. It told me what I can do. And I'm telling you, wholeness is everything. Everybody say wholeness is everything. When he declared to this woman, you are made whole, he was telling her, I'm not just dealing with your plague. I'm dealing with every aspect of your life and bringing you into wholeness. I wanted you to see that clearly, clearly see that. All right, I'm done with that. But John 8 presents another situation that Jesus brings somebody into wholeness. In the wholeness. He brings this woman in the wholeness. In John 8, this woman is caught in the very of adultery now the whole setup is really to see how Jesus listen to me to y'all y'all about to watch me today because I'm about to bless somebody coming out sin like they, they've been living holy for 20 years y'all about to watch me today I'm gonna be writing the text but I'm about to bless somebody coming out of some foolishness coming out of sin but I'm about to bless them like they never been in it y'all ain't saying nothing I'm in the text today I'm about to bless somebody today in the word like they ain't never messed up not too long ago I'm about to bless them in the word let me get slow down this woman is caught in the act of adultery caught in the act of adultery when they bring this woman to Jesus they bring her in a scene what Jesus is already teaching so Jesus is teaching and while he's teaching the Pharisees and the scribes come to Jesus with this woman and they test his teaching we're going to see you can teach some Let's see, can you handle a real life situation? You know, and so the, the scribes are people who record prophecy. So scribes record prophecy and Pharisees are what I call half believers. They believe some, but they don't believe all and they believe what they want to believe. All right. So you got this combination of a scribe and a Pharisee. So the scribe keeps up with the law just enough to trap you. And then the Pharisee is so in the middle, they are so mediocre they can just trap you with anything so they come to Jesus saying Jesus you know the law of Moses this one was caught in the act of adultery and here she is right now and what the day that we live it in it's like them saying to Jesus Jesus we know she did it and we got receipts oh don't play with me it's like that they come to Jesus oh Jesus we got receipts we know she was there don't play with us we'll give you the proof uh, so Jesus said okay you got her she was caught in adultery and they want to know what Jesus is going to do with somebody caught in sin I've taught this before I gotta say it again for those who haven't been traveling with us that sin is nothing to play with to be even caught in anything that sin is nothing to play with but Jesus said hey hey you want to deal with something about sin let me show you how I deal with sin and they said alright the, the law says she should be stoned that she should not live another day that you should take the breath out of her body because she hadn't lived in her purpose and she's against the law take the breath stone her alright so Jesus says okay he bends down to the ground he goes back to the ground and begins to write on the ground as he writing on the ground they say hey Jesus hey you heard what we said what you gonna do with this woman you writing on the ground Jesus looks up again and goes back to the ground after they keep aggravating Jesus about why he's writing on the ground uh, he finally says to them he that is without sin let him cast the first stone alright and, and, and one by one they're all convicted from the eldest to the youngest about their sins and whether they have been that they walk out of that situation let me show you what's really happening Jesus is going to the ground and and riding in the dirt so that we can remember and hopefully those who are accusing this woman can remember they're dirty too 
What helps us help other people get to their destiny and to the, what God has for them is to remember that we come from dirt too. Yep, you might as well put on your timeline. Don't be looking at me all funny. Whatever's good in you still came from dirt. The Bible says that God made Adam and formed him from the dirt of the ground. So don't play. Don't look at me funny because you in your day, you're living, living good. The truth of the matter is you ain't nothing but fashioned up dirt that Jesus has blew his spirit in. That's what makes the difference in our lives. But they have to remember that they come from dirt too. Let me say it like this. Anytime you're caught in sin, don't deal with anybody who don't remember where they come from. Don't you talk to them about your sin. Don't you talk to them about your, fa your falling. If they forgot that Christ redeemed them, if they forgot that God spared them, if they forgot that God picked them up out of the mire and the clay, don't you talk to them about your downfall. Don't you talk to them about your secrets. Don't you talk to them about what you did wrong. But you can talk to somebody who remember. Do I got anybody who still remember that he saved you? Who still remember that he brought you out? Who still remember? Because when you remember that it could have been you, it helps you deal with somebody else. I got to work through this because I got to free somebody out of sin so they can get to their destiny. Jesus says, I'm going to deal with this woman and I'm not even going to allow sin. Oh, I'm getting happy. Jesus don't even allow sin that she has done to hinder her destiny. I got to talk to somebody who's dealing with sin again. God told me to preach on sin. I said, God, preach on sin. He said, yeah. People in this COVID, they're dealing with sin too. They ain't just dealing with anxieties and depression. Some things are moving certain people into sin. But I want them to know that greater is my destiny than the sin they're committed. Greater is my purpose than the sin they're committed. And I need to talk them out of sinning again. I got to talk them and minister to them out of being condemned. And after Jesus writes on the ground, let me slow down. After Jesus writes on the ground, they walk all away. He looks at the woman. He said, well, where are thy accusers? He said, who condemned you? Jesus said, well, neither do I. Neither do I. Then he says, if you're not condemned, he says this very profound a word to her. And this is how he releases her into wholeness. He said, she said, no man, Lord, nobody condemn me. Jesus said unto her, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Wow. Very profound statement to go and sin no more. It makes us wonder, is, does Jesus really expect us not to sin no more. Oh, I'm not going to gloss over it. Oh, I'm not going to gloss over it. No, no, no. I'm not going to gloss over it. Does Jesus really expect us? Come on now. He know I'm made from dirt. What's wrong with him? Do he expect us to really go and sin no more? Does he expect us to live a life of holiness? Oh, the truth of the matter is the word whole and holiness comes from the same root word. So when Jesus makes this woman in Mark the fifth chapter whole it's the same thing he does in John 8 when he says go and sin no more. He's talking about wholeness. Oh, We, uh, we, we only think wholeness, W-H-O-L-E ness, wholeness. Uh, 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 it means to be of one person Purpose. It means to be of one mind. It means that Jesus wants to bring all of us together so that none of us is in contrary in warfare with each other. He says, when I make you whole, I'll make you a single person that knows your purpose and your destiny and you won't err in the direction of life. I believe at this moment that Jesus is setting her on the path of wholeness and let me use the word holiness. Holiness is more than just the moral conduct we live. It means in order to achieve a moral conduct of pleasing the Lord, all of you got to be together. See, we've been trying to live and please God with some of us being together. But until your mind, your soul, and your body all agree with each other, other you're never going to live whole you're never going to live holy you're never going to be able to live that life and so here it is the whole journey that God is trying to shift us on in this season to bring us out of our issues to bring us
us out of our sin, to bring us out of our pain. God is trying to get us all to a place called wholeness, a place where we know we complete in him. You know why I don't have to rob a grocery store when I'm under pressure or when my finances or I'm dealing with something? You know why I don't believe it? Because I won't have to do it because I know God's going to supply. I have a full assurance of faith that I don't have to be unethical to prosper. I may have to wait on the Lord. I may have to be of good courage and I may have to work. I may have to discipline myself. I may have to strategize. I may have to budget, but I don't have to steal. And because all of me in that area is in order, I don't have to sin. I don't think about stealing and stealing from nobody when something going on in my life. Why? Because in that area of my life, I have been made whole. There is a journey, a path that God is trying to put us on in this season. I believe that God is trying to get us to overcome the weaknesses that cause us to sin. I believe this woman has been set on a path and declared go and sin no more. I believe that Jesus' expectation is that we will live holy. I got to go back to it. For those who've been struggling with it and don't think that he want us to put it away, he want us to put it down. For those who don't believe he want us to come out of it, he wants to come out of line, come out of adultery, come out of fornication, come on, come out of all types of perversion, lesbianism, homosexuality, bestiality, pedophilia, all of it. He wants us to come out of it. Every aspect of sin, lying and adultery, every aspect of it, fighting, murders, angry, anger, jealousy, come on, uh, disunity, the Bible call it seditions. The Bible call it seditions. That's like riots and fighting one another can it get along with another or another person always bitter and anger and rage God wants to deliver that part out of you so you can move into wholeness there is a place in the spirit for us to pursue in this season I'm done for us to pursue in this season and it's called wholeness and I'm telling you wholeness is everything that's every aspect of your life God is trying to push the Christian believer into a place called wholeness he's trying to make sure that every aspect of your life is aligned with the lordship of Jesus Christ that's your words your mouth your thinking we've been doing a lot of teaching on your thoughts because what this woman thought she thought if I may but touch what she thought she said we've been talking a lot about thinking and then what we think what we say Christ is trying to bring all of this into harmony and into unity that we can live in this place called wholeness I prophesied earlier in our worship time that, that declaration that we want it all we're the type of people we're not going to sit around here and we're not going to fake it till we make it no 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 there's a deliverance you ain't got to fake nothing you ain't got to fake being further than you are. You ain't got to hide. We see clearly that if you come right before Jesus, Jesus can free you from sins that you think everybody else will shame you of. We see it in the Bible. I'm just so glad the Bible show how Jesus deal with sin and deal with people's wrongdoing. So you don't have to hide. You don't have to fake it till you make it. Come on. You can, you can pray. You can start fasting. You can start changing behaviors. You can start reading up on the areas of your life where you're weak. You don't have to run around and shame and you don't have to run around with your head down you don't have to start lying because you know when you ain't up to par one of the first things that comes upon a person's heart or mind is to lie that's what happens when you're not up to par you're either going to humble yourself and admit where you are or you're going to start fudging faking and lying and come on God hadn't called us the Bible tells us who's the liar the Bible says that Satan is the liar so you ain't I ain't got no business lying because Satan is the liar and he's the author of lies and so we don't have any business living in a lifestyle of sin. Christ is trying to make us whole. And this season, God wants us to go for the gold. That's the word of the Lord. Go for the gold. I thank you, Holy Spirit. He wants us to go for the gold. Go for the gold. He don't want us to be people who just settle in mediocrity, settle in being complacent. Come on. There are certain people you can't hang around because they are mediocre folks. They're like the Pharisees. They are mediocre. And the reason that let me tell you why the Pharisees I, I went fast but let me tell you why the Pharisees always try to hold people in their situation because it looks better when you ain't all the way there that you can accuse everybody uh, of where they are not and there's some people even in the body of Christ they are the best 
critics of everybody's lifestyle. They are critical. They are overcritical. They are critics. And they couldn't help a flea get delivered. They couldn't help nobody get free from nothing. They are just critical of everybody's weaknesses, everybody's shortcomings. And there are, there are people, and I'm telling you, y'all better be careful in the body of Christ. There are some people who have just become overcritical and criticize people all day and day, all day, all day. And let me tell you what happens when you become overcritical. You are actually working for Satan. You're actually working for Satan because Satan is the accuser of the brethren. That's what he do. He bring up your accuser. Let me tell you right now, when you just become overcritical on somebody, the devil is using you. I don't want you to think it's God. That ain't God. When you become overcritical, that's the devil. That's the devil using you. Don't try to put no swagger on it. Don't try to put no Holy Ghost prophecy on it. You mean, you're nasty, and you need to be delivered when you become overcritical of people. Now, come on, there's something about knowing where you come from that even when you're dealing with somebody else's circumstance. I don't know who I'm messing with, but God wants me to help somebody get delivered. You need to get delivered. God wants you to stop being overcritical of people's weaknesses and their faults. Certain people can't even come in your company without you always saying something negative and having nothing positive to say. I'm telling you, you gotta stop letting the devil use your mind and stop letting the devil use your tongue and stop letting the spirit of condemnation run through you. Come on, a real believer know how to paint bricks and build bridges and help people move from one place to another the Bible declares that we are ministers of reconciliation how can you be reconciled and not know the ministry of reconciliation how can you be reconciled I'm talking to a spirit and a mindset right now how can you be delivered and not understand the spirit of deliverance how can you receive the blood of Christ to cover your sins and not know how to give mercy to help somebody else get across their sins to the other side I believe God is trying to bring us over I don't know who I'm messing with today in the spirit realm but God's trying to help you too hallelujah not only is God trying to help this woman or this person uh, who's representing the sinner moving into wholeness but God wants to deliver the accusers on the scene the accusers on the scene the accusers on the scene who needs to get their heart renewed so they can help somebody move into wholeness. This is how I say it when I start dealing with somebody's life. If I can't help you, I'm going to get out the way. If I can't help you, I'm going to refer you to somebody who can. But one thing I'm not going to do, even if I don't have the grace or the strength to do it, I'm not going to spend my time beating down on somebody that I'm just not graced to help. If I'm not graced to help you, I'm going to hush my mouth. If I'm not, not graced to give perspective to you, I'm going to be quiet about it and move on and pray for you. Know why? Because all because I'm not graced to do it don't mean somebody else is not and I got to remember even when a person is going through that they're still God's child and you got to be careful how you treat God's children even when they're going through pain and going through oh, I don't know who I'm talking to today but God's trying to get somebody delivered not just the person in sin but the person keep accusing somebody the person who is holding the book and won't let somebody off the hook I don't know who I'm after today but God wants you delivered God wants your heart to move into hallelujah I don't know maybe somebody treated you that way maybe somebody wouldn't let you have some mercy maybe somebody wouldn't forgive you maybe somebody was always on your back and always telling you what you're not and you don't know nothing else and you're just repeating what was done into you by the power of God I break that cycle in you I break that cycle of negativity in you I break it in Jesus mighty name you will learn new new trends you will learn new rhythms you will learn new ways of approaching things you will not be negative because all you heard was negativity all you heard was people get cussed out all you heard and you just end up doing it now we break that cycle in you and we're moving you into wholeness we refuse to allow the devil to manipulate your goodness and manipulate your destiny and manipulate how God can use you you can overcome that anger and overcome that bitter tongue God can give you the tongue of sweetness the Bible tells us uh, that God be slow to speak but quick to learn and I believe somebody is moving into wholeness today God somebody is moving into wholeness wholeness is everything lift your hands everybody wholeness is everything we're not getting stuck in sickness I declare that you're not going to get stuck in sickness and you're not getting stuck in sin you're not getting stuck with the bitterness of scandal. 
You're not getting stuck in sabotage. You're not getting stuck at what happened to you when you were 10 and 12. Let me tell you what happened. If you don't push up against what happened to you when you were 15, you'll be 35 with a 15-year-old mentality. You'll still be stuck. And every time somebody says something to you, you'll respond out of a 15-year-old emotion. You'll respond out of a 13-year-old emotion. And I'm prophesying to you today that you're not going to be stuck in your dilemmas. You're not going to be stuck in what happened. You're not going to be stuck in your sin. I thank God for Jesus. I don't know about you, but reading this text about this woman gives me a fresh appreciation that Jesus didn't leave me in my sin. Jesus treated me with the love and kindness I did not deserve, but he gave it to me out of grace and mercy. I need everybody to begin to worship God right now. If you've been cleansed from sin and you know he waited on you, if you know he worked with you many times, I need some honesty today. I need people who know that Jesus has been working on you for years patient with you for years pushing you through picking you up I need worship I need worship I need humility I said I know Jesus been helping me I know Jesus been covering me come on because if shame gets you and condemnation gets you you're gonna miss all the purpose that Christ has for you I have a stronger knowing to push people into purpose I've been one of the first things God told me when we even went into this whole season and all the warfare is dealing with COVID-19. One of the first things I heard God tell me to say is be extra compassionate. I heard him say, be extra compassionate. I need you to be extra compassionate. I need you to be extra compassionate. I need you to watch your words. I need you to watch your thoughts. I need you to be extra compassionate. I need you to go the extra mile for people. I need you to, if you think that they done did it 10 times, God said, I need you to go help them out the 11th time. God said, there's so much going on. I need you to carry the grace of compassion. And I've been trying to share that with you. God said, I don't need people going through things enough or people beating themselves down enough. Can you help somebody get out of what they're in today? I want to talk to you being delivered. I definitely want to talk to anybody who's a minister or a preacher. If you say, I'm going to just leave it like that. I didn't just, but definitely if you're a preacher and a minister, I say very clear, if you can't help nobody get out of nothing, you need to go back and revisit your calling. I say very clearly, if you're called to preach and teach the gospel, and you can't help nobody get out of I ain't saying sometimes getting out of people don't need to push. But many times when you're pushing somebody, how about holding their hand? It's hard for people sometimes to walk through and you push them and act like they on their own. As if you made it stronger by, by yourself. When somebody taught you how to walk, when you were just a baby, it's a mean parent who don't sometimes grab that baby by the hand, get in front of them and tell that baby, you can do this. And that baby have to learn that they only can walk by their own. That's mean. Because you walking up every day you walk around the house going where you can go do what you can do and every time that baby falls he's like you can walk okay I understand that but sometimes you come and grab that baby by the hand what I'm trying to say as Christian believers we should know how to be merciful we should know how to extend grace we should know being the ministers of reconciliation we should know how to bridge people into wholeness we should know how to prophesy and declare I need y'all to lift your hands I feel you don't need to push today I feel anointing to help us not get stuck. Now, as believers, you got to know prophecy. That's why I mentioned these two verses because Jesus is using prophecy to push people into destiny. Sometimes you don't know who you are, and God needs to speak to somebody and tell you who you are. Saul, who's called Paul thought his destiny was to be a persecutor of the Christians and Saul thought he was doing the right thing until the Lord spoke to him and said it's hard for you to kick up against the pricks in other words I know your destiny I know what I made you for he was like the Lord who who are you God had to introduce himself to Saul many times people need prophecy people need to have their mind illuminated people need to be affirmed to move into wholeness 
people need to be affirmed. This woman was broken from a 12-year-old issue. Jesus walked up and besides just giving her healing, he brought her into family. People need to know that they belong. They belong. He brought her in the family. Daughter, that's words of endearment. You my daughter. Daughter, your faith has made you whole. He handled her issue with delicacy, with prophecy. People need prophecy. You got to be able to learn to speak the goodness of God over people's life. Jesus took this woman to sin. He said, I am condemning you. I'm freeing you. And he gave her a charge to live holy. He said, sin no more. Can I tell you many times, here I am. Here I am. Many times we sin because something is missing. We sin because something is missing in our intellect. Something is missing in our strategy. Something is missing in our wisdom. Something is missing. But in this season, God's going to solve the missing things. You're not going to walk around here as Christians. This is the anointing of the Lord. And you can be Christian, you can be a Christian and not have it all. This is what I'm also trying to say. You can go to heaven and be broke all the way in the earth. You, you will go to heaven because you accepted Christ. But your days on the earth will be miserable if you have the capacity to really handle lands and houses and stewardship and ownership and walking authority. But you don't learn the principles of it. You will die when your time comes going on to glory and never have experienced the things that was destined for your life. So I don't think I'm just talking about initial salvation. God told me to break y'all into past initial salvation. Many of us have been at initial salvation all our salvation lives. But nobody has pushed you to be everything God has called you to be. And God said, I want you to start teaching on wholeness. And I need you to start teaching on sin. And I need you to teach it with grace. I don't need you to condemn nobody. Because how many know when they've been preaching about sin for years and sending people to hell that they ain't got no authority of? You can't send nobody nowhere you ain't got authority of. I can't send you to heaven and I can't send you to hell. I don't care how much you I love you if you live holy. I don't care if you're the mother to the third power in the church. I cannot send you to heaven because I don't have authority on one thing. I ain't got dominion over and I don't care how much you sin I don't have authority to send you to hell that's in the hands of our father God and he'll do it trust me I'm not saying it won't be done those who won't live right except Christ he'll send them to hell because that's what they deserve they deserve hell because they reap hell they live like hell you can't reward them with heaven that don't make sense they wouldn't accept Christ they lived in rebellion they wouldn't repent he'll give them what they sow it's the principle of re reaping. You sold it, you reap it. You're going to have it, okay? He'll do that, but he'll sing it ahead. So we ain't got time to be trying to focus on that. We don't preach these messages about sin. And two people get delivered and grow out of sin because the rest of everybody else need to be processed. And God's trying to process us to wholeness. Hallelujah, glory to God. And I've been teaching these principles because I'm telling you all very honestly today. I want y'all to hear me. I refuse to come out of this season and not win. I refuse it. I've already put it up. I refuse not to grow in this season. Some of y'all are waiting the COVID is over to grow. And you're going to be slapped in the face by life. Because life's going to be ready for the next stage of destiny after this is over. And you're going to be wondering because you've been high and not trying to grow. This is time to learn how to grow through some things. And I squared my shoulders and I told the Lord in some conversation with her, I'm going to get everything I'm supposed to get in this season. I'm going to be everything I'm supposed to be in this season. I'm going to find the wisdom, the strategy on how to manage this church, how to manage my destiny, and I'm going to be everything. I need you to lift your hands. I feel an anointing to go get everything that belongs to me. I'm not going to get stuck in no sin. I'm not going to get stuck in no pornography. Come on. Hasha. Come on. If you ain't been delivered for nothing, you don't understand. But I've been delivered. If you ain't, I ain't going to get stuck in no loss, no lust. I ain't going to get stuck there. I'm moving into wholeness. Wholeness is everything. And God told me I can have everything he promised me. I can have my money straight. I can have my mind straight. 
God, I ain't got to be tormented with no demons. I can have rest when I sleep at night. Somebody say, I declare rest in my spirit. I declare I'll sleep good. Let me tell y'all something about me. Sometimes I'm kind of cool and I'm kind of kosher. I'm kind of easy going. But let me tell you something. If you ever mess with my stuff, you meet another person. I tell the devil, you know how I am. I tell the devil, you get in my sleep. I'm, you better not get in my sleep. Right not cross over in my sleep. I better have a peaceful sleep. The only person who can talk to me in my sleep is the Holy Ghost. He can speak to me. He can tell me what's going to happen. He can warn me. But ain't no demon can stop my sleep. Ain't no demon can. I, you talk about getting up and doing some warfare. You better not dare mess with my sleep. And some of y'all been allowing the enemy to step on things that belong to you. And you better learn how to walk in your authority. I tell people all the time. I may sing nice and cool. But there's certain things you better not mess with. Hallelujah. I tell you about not mess with my wife. About not mess with my kids. Hallelujah. You mess with me. I may get you let you get by a few days. But certain things you may not mess with. Nobody not mess with my wife. About not mess with my kids. You be dealing with something else. I'm telling you. You got to start roping off your destiny and say this is what I'm going to have and this is what I'm going to do God told me to teach this because we think we're going to really grow without pressure we think we're going to have it without a fight we think we're going to have it without structure and discipline and the enemy ended up cheating us out of destiny I'm going to write these songs I'm supposed to write. I'm going to build this church I'm supposed to build. I'm going to release these pastors I'm supposed to release. I'm going to raise up these elders. I got a heavy anointing on me. I got a heavy calling on me. Hashan, I got things to learn. I got things to do. I got places to grow into. There's something. Y'all may say, well, pastor, you're fine. No, no, no. There's areas that I got to grow into to be where I got to go. And y'all see, if you're not careful, you'll get around people who pat you on the back and you ain't half of what God told you to do. You ain't Y'all ain't saying nothing today. You ain't have because you got people who make you mediocre. But I don't need no people around me that just satisfied with my level of growth. I know you like me. Thank you so much. But there's something else I gotta go. And God has called me to wholeness. Lift your hands. I feel an anointing to push you. Those who are standing in the who's here worshiping, y'all stand and please those who are in the audience with us stand. And I'm gonna be a coach and I'm gonna be a mentor. Elder Ezekiel preached some, some weeks ago. And let me tell y'all, let me say this. I believe this, and I'm going to say it again. When other people preach and teach in this house, I'm listening. Because I'm being fed and I'm growing. I'm remembering every word they preach or teach. I remember the word Prophet Felicia preached some months ago about Gideon. That's been something for my destiny. I keep repeating that message. Elder Ezekiel preached about having a game plan and he came up and he preached on that Wednesday night and he had his, his coach's plays on his arm like a person would do as a coach. See, I took that anointing and God been using that because I got to coach you through this season. I got to mentor you through this season. I not only got to inspire you, but I got to give you technicalities to victory. There are some things you got to learn if you're going to win and be whole. You got to learn it. You can't keep throwing no Hail Marys in your life, hoping and wishing you win. Keep throwing a Hail Mary at the last second in your life. You got to get a strategy and a game plan. And not to be dependent on somebody bailing you out all the time. Come on, you got to figure out how to work your wealth. Oh God, you got to figure out how to work your gifting. You got to figure out how to bring the money that's in you out of you. Can I prophesy to you and tell you you got money in you? Can I prophesy to you and tell you got goodness in you? Can I prophesy to you and tell you got ways out inside of you? But it does no good just being locked up in you. You got to get what's in you out of you. My anointing in this season is to push people into wholeness. I gotta go. Here's the other anointing. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I'm not trying to minister specifically to the crowd. So don't get confused about me in this season. God reminded me of something. When the woman touched the issue of the woman with the issue of blood touched Jesus, she was in the crowd. And Jesus was within the crowd in hopes of those who was in the crowd who had a need would get what they want but notice Jesus don't spend his time with the crowd 
he stops and says, who touched me? He don't even address the crowd. Because you know in your crowd, you can have haters. Everybody in your crowd don't like you. Everybody in your crowd don't follow you. And let me say it like I really feel it. Everybody, everybody I pastor don't pay no attention to me. Everybody I preach to don't, don't pay no attention to me. Everybody I ask to do so, they don't pay no attention. I'm smarter than that. But pay attention to those who the crowd who steps away from the crowd and say I want something God reminded me let me tell you something God said Pastor Joe don't forget what I told you cater to the thirsty don't cater to those who ain't hungry don't be speaking to them don't be spending no time with them don't be spending no energy with them don't be returning their calls they'll drain you dry and you will never get to your destiny you'll never get to your place because you've been spending time with people who pull you but don't want nothing this woman wanted something and Jesus paused for her I'm telling you in this season you're going to have to become strategic to get your blessing and I'm pushing hard on wholeness I ain't mad at nobody but the devil, trust me. I ain't mad at me, nobody for the devil. I already been accused of preaching on people. I don't got no time for that. That's baby stuff. That's why I told somebody. I told them personally. I don't preach on nobody. That's elementary. We got the Holy Ghost. And with the Holy Ghost, we preach. We preach to you through the Holy Ghost. Lift your hands. Father, I thank you today. I've tried to carry out this assignment. We're going to win and have everything. Holler, you're good, sir. We're going to have everything you want us to have. We're moving into wholeness. And this is an area of the spirit where many Christians do not pursue. They don't pursue that. They just pursue heaven. <laughs> they only pursue heaven and miss being a kingdom representative in the earth. They only pursue heaven with the acceptance of Jesus Christ and they never mortify the deeds of their flesh. They never do the other things of wisdom and grace. But Father, we are putting a stake in the ground in the vision and the destiny of those attached to this church. We're putting a stake in the ground. This is territorial terms. We put a stake in the ground. Wherever the stake is, is where the land is. We put a stake in the ground that say we are people who go for wholeness. We don't just sip around the shores of salvation. We launch out into the deep. We learn the wisdoms of God, the grace of God. And we thank you today that we're going to learn your word. And we're going to walk in wholeness. In Jesus name before I go I want to pray for those who had to accept the Lord Savior Jesus Christ in your life if you're listening to me and you had to accept Jesus today is your day you don't have to wander around the Bible declares that the day you hear his voice harden not your hearts so if you're hearing my voice and God is speaking to you about salvation you need to put in your timeline I want to be saved and through repentance he'll come and cleanse you all you got to do is believe and he'll trust him to live the life and be baptized and he'll come and he'll he'll clean your whole life I'm a witness he'll walk with you through the journey I'm a witness he'll forgive you over again how many can be a witness that you've been forgiven a whole bunch of times how many, a whole bunch of times want you to know that I've been forgiven and he'll forgive you over and over again so don't cop out of salvation saying I don't have it right don't cop out of it today come to Christ if you're there put it in timeline I want to be saved we'll pray with you pray for you because we know Jesus will come in and save you and deliver you hallelujah and save you and deliver you in Jesus name keep your hands lifted you know what we're going to do we're going to do our communion right there while you're standing let's do it right now we're going to be faithful to God and what he told us to do. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Wholeness. Wholeness. We put the stake in the ground in the spirit realm. We're going to grow. We're going to prosper. We're going to overcome the deeds of the flesh. We're not just going to be healed. We're going to be whole. Take that bread and break it. He became whole for us. Eat all of it. Take it in. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm getting better every time I worship you. Every time I confess your word, I'm getting better. Every time I take you in, I'm getting stronger. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now drink the juice. It represents the blood of the New Testament. You're washed by his blood. And right there, just begin to take that quick moment of worship. We're almost through today. I appreciate you for holding on. I had to navigate this. It was so big in my spirit. There's some things I had to declare, some things I had to correct, some things I had to say to help align things. But I want you to worship and thank him for wholeness today. We're moving into wholeness. Which it means holiness. We will be one. It means one. It means your mind, spirit, and body is not in contrary to each other. They're not fighting against each other. I am being made whole. Singleness of purpose. I know my destiny. I know my calling. It means to sin means to miss the mark. It means I will hit the bullseye in my life. I'll know what God wants me to do. So Father, we thank you for this time of worship. Time of declaration. This time of plowing in the spirit. Asha, thank you for new ground. Somebody declare new ground. Sometimes we come and we end up working. I have to explain this because sometimes some of you don't understand what happens in our services. I'm almost, almost done. Sometimes we get into praise and worship and it goes longer than you expect. It's because sometimes we're plowing in the spirit. See, I understand what's happening. I'm trying to get you to understand spiritual law. Sometimes Minister Amber starts singing and she go back into it. She's plowing in the spirit. See, if you never break up the ground, when the seed comes, the seed will never catch root and there will never be growth. And sometimes you have to plow. So today we did some plowing today and I believe we plowed for new ground. New ground in the spirit. New ground in our destiny. And so Father, we leave here with an understanding. Glory to God. Shout out my Come on, lift your hands, everybody. Lift your hands, everybody. Come on. I want you to open it up for new ground in your marriages. Hasha and your destinies. Come on, I want you to open up for new ground. I'm serious. I'm open up for new ground. The place where the enemy didn't want you to grow, you're gonna grow. In marriages, open up for new ground. I said marriages, open up for new communications, new areas of understanding. Open up for it. Come on, you can have what God wants y'all to have. God put y'all together in this marriage. Come on. Come on. There are other people longing for a mate, but God has given you your mate. Cherish one another. Come on. There are other people still holding out, waiting patiently, fervently for God, who God will send them. You need to be grateful that God has connected you with the spouse, and you need to work on that thing and treat each other right. Come on. Open up for new ground in Jesus' name. Open up for new ground today. Open up for new ground. Open up for new ground in your life. Come on. Don't not let the devil cheat you out of this next wave of the anointing. I've been preaching, but Sister Sean, I've been sensing you about to go into new ground. I know there were seasons in your life you felt like you were stuck and you was repeating cycles. And it seemed like you were never going where you desired. And you were becoming frustrated internally. And one thing God has given you as a gift is to smile. But there were seasons where it was hard to walk in your gift. Your gift is to smile and to speak kind words. But then sometimes you were frustrated with yourself. Feeling like it wasn't in you to do what's in you. But that's a trick of the devil. Everything you have the capacity to do what God has call you to do you got the capacity and you have the strength we break the spirit of feebleness who has tried to hinder you everybody got enemies i said everybody got enemies and i'm not talking about physical there are spiritual enemies that come against you for example mine was lust everybody got one come on if you got a destiny you got an enemy too but your enemy which wants you to want feebleness to hit your body wants feebleness to hit your mind but god says you're right 
rising up out of that thing and God said I break every cycle over your life that is trying to keep you from the fruitfulness and the fulfilling the fulfillment that is God wants to put in your life and I prophesy that those cycles are broken and you're going to move into real fulfillment you're not going to be faking it till you make it ain't going to be none of that kind of stuff and ain't going to be I don't want to come outside today I don't want to see nobody you had those days God declare those days are over in Jesus you ought to worship today God is bringing us into wholeness we're not going to be half of what God called us to be we're going to be everything we're going after wholeness wholeness is everything all your money all your destiny all your relationships wholeness is everything everything wholeness wholeness is everything that God wants you to have hallelujah hallelujah now father let the Holy Spirit rest on us deal with us I feel the anointing of so many of y'all y'all some of y'all not here but I feel like prophesying to you I feel like prophesying to you you're not here but I feel like prophesying to you Felicia Crumpler having been told what you about to do in this now and next on your birthday I said something about your now and next because sometimes many people are so focused on next the devil takes their now but God said now whatever condition you're in whatever state you're in God's doing something now so many people are waiting to have a good life because they're so busy on the next but how about God's going to invade you now that was the word of the Lord that I spoke on your birthday and put it in your Facebook timeline about now and the next I was being very intentional because God's about to do something now and the things you're going to produce out of your pain I said the things you're going to produce out of your pain and when you give it there'll be no pain in you I said the oil gonna be pure there'll be no pain in you there'll be no pain in you the pain will be out of you how you couldn't imagine yes you couldn't imagine being able to talk about it with no pain but you're gonna talk about it with no pain you're gonna minister under a peculiar anointing about it with no pain and you're gonna shatter the spirit of abandonment and rejection that has haunted people's lives through family breakups and family traumas you're gonna shatter that demon come on why did you go through it you went through it so you can help fight the demon that's attacking everybody else they would die if you don't get through it I said they would die if you don't get through it Joseph said the devil meant it for evil but God meant it for good to save many people alive and God's gonna use you lift your hands everybody let me try to go let me try to go let me try We hope you've been blessed by this fresh word from Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. Pastor Joseph Davis and the congregation invite you to join them. You can find more information by following them on social media. Just look up Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. And we pray that God will bless you richly and abundantly in the coming days, knowing that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him.